Good evening. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, and this is the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Each week I'll be playing stripped-down, deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, highlighting different instruments and vocals in a way that will truly amaze you. Imagine sitting in the control room at EMI Studios and having the opportunity to peel away the layers of a song, discovering new elements that you never knew existed. This is the closest you can get to that experience. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. I'll make you maybe next time In celebration of the delayed release of the next two albums of the McCartney Archive series, Venus and Mars and Wings at the Speed of Sound, we're going to dedicate this show to the innovative bass player's compositions from both his Beatles and Wings days. We're going to begin the night with two 1964 McCartney songs featured in the Beatles' debut film, A Hard Day's Night. First, the gorgeous ballad, And I Love Her. The group initially attempted the song at their first recording session dedicated to the compositions that would be used in their debut film on February 25, 1964, George Harrison's 21st birthday. After finishing off Can't Buy Me Love and recording its B-side, You Can't Do That, the group attempted to record both I Should Have Known Better and And I Love Her. At this point, McCartney's composition did not include the bridge section and was played with a straightforward rock and roll feel, featuring drums, bass, acoustic guitar, and 12-string electric guitar. The next day, they recorded another 17 takes, and halfway through, Ringo switched from drums to bongos, and the bridge was devised by John and Paul. But at the end of the session, they still weren't satisfied. The next day, February 27th, the group finally captured the right vibe in two takes with the signature guitar riff written by George in place, as well as an overdub of Clavis. We'll first hear the more rock and roll version before moving to an acoustic guitar-heavy mix minus the acoustic lead guitar of the released version. It will switch to a mix halfway through that highlights the vocals and finally settle in on Harrison's lead guitar, played on his Ramirez classical nylon string guitar. And I love her. I give her all my love That's all I do And if you saw Love her. 
Can't Buy Me Love was a first for a Beatles single, featuring only the vocals of Paul McCartney, but this wasn't always the case. Originally, the song featured backing vocals from Lennon and Harrison and was in a higher key. Take Two is a fan favorite, and we'll be highlighting the lead and backing vocals as well as George's original twangy lead guitar. The rhythm section will also be heard, but sparingly. We'll then hear the released version remix style. Look out for Lennon's driving acoustic guitar and Harrison's original solo recorded in Paris. Try not to get lost when the vocal drops out in the second A section. It's hard not to. Can't buy me love.
that makes you feel alright I'll get you anything, my friend, if it makes you feel alright Cause I don't care too much for money, but money can buy me love classics from 1964's A Hard Day's Night. We'll fast forward three years to 1967 for two McCartney gems from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Lovely Rita and Fixing a Hole. The first song, McCartney's Lovely Rita, is often thought of as a piano-based song, but the acoustic guitars played by John and George actually drive the song. This remix will begin with set acoustics and Ringo's heavy drum track. McCartney's bubbling bass track enters halfway through the first verse, and after a stunning piano solo by George Martin, we'll highlight McCartney's reggae-ish piano part before bass and acoustics re-enter. After the vocals appear, we go into true dub territory with an unquestionably modern sound comprised of drums, bass, and spacey vocals. After the break, Fixing a Hole. Unlike the rest of the Sgt. Pepper LP, Fixing a Hole wasn't recorded at EMI Studios. On February 9, 1967, the Beatles entered Regent Sound Studios to record McCartney's composition as if it was 1963, with the backing track of drums, bass, lead guitar, and harpsichord by George Martin performed live. The Beatles could not bring the majority of their production team used on Sgt. Pepper because they were EMI employees, but since George Martin was considered an independent producer at this point, a very forward-thinking move on his part, he was allowed to attend. According to McCartney, somebody else was also present at the session. Paul elaborates. The funny thing about that was the night that we were going to record it at Regent Sound Studios at Tottenham Court Road, I brought a guy who was Jesus. A guy arrived at my front gate, and I said, yes, hello, because I always used to answer it to everyone. If they were boring, I would say, sorry, no, and they generally went away. This guy said, I'm Jesus Christ. I said, oop, slightly shocked. I said, well, you better come in then. I thought, well, it probably isn't, but if he is, I'm not going to be the one to turn him away. So I gave him a cup of tea, and we just chatted, and I asked, why do you think you're a Jesus? There were a lot of casualties about then. We used to get a lot of people who were maybe insecure or going through emotional breakdowns or whatever. So I said, I've got to go to a session, but if you promise to be very quiet and just sit in a corner, you can come. So he did. He came to the session, and he did sit very quietly, and I never saw him after that. I introduced him to the guys. They said, who's this? I said, he's Jesus Christ. This mix of Fixing a Hole heavily features Martin's harpsichord and McCartney's bass, but look out for Harrison's stinging guitar solo and the fab backing vocals by Lennon and Harrison. Two tracks from 1967.
time for a number of things that weren't important yesterday and I still go We're back with the special Paul McCartney edition of the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. We're going to move from 1967 to 1973. Although Lennon had quit the Beatles in September of 69, nothing was mentioned in the press until McCartney's press release slash interview included with his first solo LP, McCartney, released in April 1970. Ram came next, credited as a Paul and Linda McCartney album, followed by the first Wings album, Wildlife, featuring drummer Denny Sywell, who had played on Ram, and Danny Lane on guitar and vocals. After adding lead guitarist Henry McCulloch to the lineup, Wings recorded their second LP, Red Rose Speedway. For their third endeavor, Paul decided that the group should record their album at EMI Studios in Lagos. Days before departure, both Sywell and McCulloch pulled out, making Wings a trio. Paul had no problem with this and played the majority of the instruments on the album, with Lane playing guitar and singing backing vocals, and Linda contributing backing vocals, as well as some keyboard parts. We'll begin with the first single from this 1973 release. The first mix features Paul's drums, bass, and guitar, as well as Denny Lane's guitar. Led primarily by McCartney, it is almost a solo Paul recording. The second mix is all about the horns and strings, along with vocals, synthesizer, and a bit of reggae-ish rhythm guitar. Listen for the foot stomps during the hook and some extra McCartney vocalizations. Jet.
remember the funny faces That time you told him that you were gonna be marrying soon And yet I thought the only lonely place was on the moon Sergeant Major Well how come it told you That you were hardly old enough Yet And yet I thought the Major Was a lady Suffering yet Jet After regrouping post-band on the run, Wings had a new lead guitarist, Wonder Kid Jimmy McCullough, no relation to Henry, and drummer Jeff Britton for recordings in Nashville, Tennessee. The single Junior's Farm, backed with Sally G, featured Britton on drums, but personality conflicts, especially with guitarist Jimmy McCullough, led to Britton's dismissal. He did, however, play some rockin' drums on the single before he split. This is another true remix, starting with an instrumental rhythm section, followed by some soulful Paul vocals and Linda keyboards. Junior's Farm.
After Jeff Britton was let go, American drummer Joe English joined the group in time for the Venus and Mars session held in New Orleans. After the next album, Wings at the Speed of Sound, was released, the group went out on a hugely successful worldwide tour that was captured on film for the movie Rock Show and released as a three-LP set, Wings Over America. Many people think that his 1976 number one hit, Paul's Fourth, Silly Love Songs, is rather trite, but I beg to differ. It's a highlight of the Speed of Sound LP, as well as the Rock Show movie and Wings Over America album, and pleased fans night after night on the 1976 sold-out tour. Nobody can deny that this track is one of the funkiest Paul songs ever recorded, with a classic McCartney bass line and a beautiful horn and string arrangement. What many fans and critics missed was that McCartney was deliberately poking fun at an image that the press and public had of him as a sentimentalist, making the overall lyric and feel of the song quite ironic. The first mix is string and horn heavy with vocals, piano, bass, and heavily reverbed drums. The second mix is all Paul with bass and vocals front and center. We'll bring in piano and drums for the first chorus before returning to the vocal and bass mix. Silly Love Songs.
Thanks for tuning in to this special Paul McCartney edition of the Beatles Multitrack Meltdown. We're going to end the night with a song from Let It Be that was actually put together in a similar way as 1967's A Day in the Life. Although the majority of I've Got a Feeling was written by McCartney on his own, Lennon's verse was a song that was lying around that he had actually been filmed singing in the garden of his Ascot home in December 1968, a month before the Get Back sessions began. A month before the Get Back sessions began. The song was rehearsed incessantly during the Twickenham and Apple sessions, but the version they recorded on the Apple rooftop at Three Savile Row on January 30th, 1969, with Billy Preston on Fender Rhodes electric piano, is the definitive take of the song. Again, we'll be playing the song remix style, with elements coming in and out throughout the playback. So listen closely. Billy Preston rocks. One, two, three, four. Socks up, yeah. everybody put the food down. Oh, yeah. Everybody I've got a feeling, everybody had a hot Oh, yeah. Everybody had a wet dream. Oh, yeah. Everybody saw the sunshine. Everybody had a good Everybody put the hat down. Oh no. Everybody pull the socks up. Oh no no. Everybody put the foot down. Oh That's it for this week, Beatles fans. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, Volume 1, 1962-1963, and I hope you enjoyed this special Paul McCartney edition of the Beatles Multitrack Meltdown. Tune in next Sunday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, for more deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs and solo recordings. You can pick up the book at Amazon or at the website, thebeatlesiwanttotellyou.com. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, 
at ShadyBearBKLYN, and like the Facebook page for I Want to Tell You. See you next week.